I am unashamed. What about you? So it's our second half of Ladies Day on the Unashamed podcast since uh, since Phil is uh, off uh, doing a eulogy today for ZZ Top's funeral, which is kind of weird, but at the same time, he was very humbled by it, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. I mean, he only met him that one time. Mm-hmm. And had well, to, that was a couple times, I think. Maybe so. interacted, yeah. Maybe so. And, oh, uh, just throughout the show. Right. Because we were at some event together. I remember okay. that. Yeah. But obviously, Dad had, he, it must have had a big impact on him. You know, and I'm sure, you know, Dad talks about spiritual stuff to everybody. So, but anyway, so. Oh, oh the con- I was in on the conversations with him. It, it was, it was. <laughs> It was funny. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that we're in two totally different worlds. The beards brought us together, and I think the spiritual conversation they were they 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 enjoyed it. They liked it. Yeah. When I, I first was, heard it, I thought when I first heard that they asked him to speak, I thought, well, I know what he's going to speak about. Yep. I just thought, what a cool way to introduce Jesus to a whole new audience. That's so exactly I know right. he's going to do that. Oh yeah, because and and so did he or who, mm-hmm. or his wife or whoever mm-hmm. had the idea to have him. I mean, they know Dad, right. so they know that. So we got Missy uh, and Lisa, our, our fair brides, back on uh, today because we have we got. I don't know if I told you guys, but we had a huge response the last time you guys were on. The highest rated show no. of all time. I wasn't sure if it was y'all or they just like to watch me squirm. I think that was part of it. And that's why I've been wanting to do it again. So I was so excited when Missy sent me a note and said that she was, I mean, I've already said I've always liked to see Jay squirm. Or, hey, gosh, <laughs> here we go again. Really? So I was like, just the chance to see it again is worth having Missy and Jay. Jace doesn't like it, though, when anybody else is the center of attention and it's not him. Here we go. Let's just start throwing haymakers. So if, if his beautiful wife is on here, he's not the center of attention. It must be this chair, Jace, because... Versus dad, then it was mom, and the last five guys. Now Lisa is the throw I mean, Jace I, under the bus. See, I completely disagree with that statement whatsoever. I, you know, I just want to be left alone. <laughs> That's true. That's a true statement. Well, what I love about it is because Jace obviously tells a lot of stories on the podcast, and so he'll tell us stories about different interactions y'all have or some argument or all this of course we're only getting his side of it yes well, i know i know that i can't remember every little detail <laughs> I I'm know. So, so you just lean the story towards your favor every time <laughs> that's right look who my mom and dad are that's very true, true. <laughs> they're like they explained to me one time when i brought up the fact that i didn't think this story had happened that way and my mom and dad both said these things are based on true stories. <laughs> they put that in my brain. They said, you ever seen a movie that's based on? Yeah, so. they fill it in for dramatic purposes. That's what you do. I would well, say gotta, that's right. Every Robertson story is based that's on right. true That's yeah. right. You also got to think about you were trained as a preacher. Yeah. So you and Al, well, you know, <laughs> preachers was, always tend to embellish just a little. Well, we have a license for it. And it was actually... Quite a miserable experience for me. I'm glad I did it because <laughs> there was some benefits. I learned the Bible. I got confidence, but I was just with a bunch of nerds for two years. <laughs> Jace doesn't look back as fondly on our school years. Those were not easy years. Those were not easy no. classes, and that was hard. Well, I yeah. became known as the, the preaching student who had the most visits to the dean. <laughs> <laughs> for various infractions. Mainly for sleeping. I just never could figure out that, well, I, that was one of the great qualities I learned there is how to sleep with your eyes open. And I'm proud of that. <laughs> but most of the stuff I got called in for was a violation of the rules. And I was like, I thought we were here to learn about grace. <laughs> You've come up with a rule That's system. Right. Remember, you had, oh, yeah. it was a, they had a dress code. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm opposed to that for biblical Dress reasons. code, no tobacco yeah. products. But, but how many yeah. years were those rules in effect? You think you were going to roll up in there at like 19, 20 years old and change all those rules? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what That's I thought. That's exactly what I thought, and I was passionate about it. But guess what? It was a band of one. Yes. <laughs> My own brother yeah. would not follow me. He was like, hey, I don't know what happened. I, I, I heard this story about mom dropping him as a kid. And I went with it. I had, to, I had to create some distance because he was pulling me down. I, I want to be that. I wasn't part of the resistance. I mean, I was with him in spirit, but in actuality, no. Yeah. Well, you know, when we were dating and, and then, you know, the story of them coming 
coming and down here and recruiting y'all and all that. And I was like, no, no, because I grew up with a dad as a preacher. Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, I didn't I, think I'm, about that. I'm not marrying a preacher like that's yeah. not happening. Yeah. It's it's years of no, no money. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> you take a vow of poverty that you yeah, didn't know you took. Yeah, it was not fun for me as thinking as like, I don't want the rest of my life to be the same thing. Man, you're such I, a gold digger. I'm, I am. I know. I have been labeled that yeah. for sure. Well, if she was, sure. she wouldn't have married you. That's yeah. exactly there right. There wasn't a lot of gold to be digging <laughs> yeah. around here. Yeah. No, so yeah. that's that's true. When you think about that. Like, what was my alternative in with you to do? Missy has been a treasure hunter long That's before right. you were. She was, you, a, you know, I, we have laid awake staring at the ceiling many a night. I'm like, how did you know? How did you know that this guy duck calls, go around, yeah, TV yeah. show, yeah. lots of money? That well, was, we it was see all that. God, all God. We've established on the podcast, Missy, that. Starting with me, then to Jason, then to Willie, we were all rejected by the asking for the daughter's hand in marriage. Oh, yeah. We were all told no. In fact, I didn't even ask because I knew what the answer would you be. You just went and snuck I off just, and did I it. I just said we're doing it next week. Yeah. Deal with it, you know. So <laughs> I was, you know, not as nice as they were, but yeah. So, but they knew somehow. They knew somehow. It all worked. It was it was the ruggedness, I guess. Well, and now who's who besides me? Who is your biggest fan in life? Would you say your dad? My dad. Oh, I oh, missed, he I missed is, that setup. He is Jason's biggest is. fan. I'm not sure. So. I don't have a lot of fans. Babe. <laughs> 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 most most of our well, a lot of our fans just talk about Jason and Rose's dad too much. Although I I find that funny, Jason. You get thrown under the bus because no one interrupts more and and more viciously than Dad. Yeah. Well, Literally the other day we were on here and I'm telling a story and he just. He just, it's like I wasn't even talking. Yeah. yeah. He just, whoop, takes out. And then we all got some, me and Jason, Gary Glenn got so tickled because he didn't even realize he did it. Had Al, no idea. Al, Al told a five-minute story why he's called Alan Jones, which I know he's called Alan Jones, but I never knew why. So Jason was really intrigued by the I story. I was on the edge of my seat, <laughs> and Al said... The reason that I was called, the, the reason that happened, because he was had this altercation with a police officer, the reason I've been known for Alan Jones all these years, and he was fixed to say it, and Phil said, by the way, <laughs> if you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and it was a great sermon seven minutes later that Phil preached. had nothing to do with Alan Jones. It was like the gospel's the point of the Bible. <laughs> and we were laughing so hard for the first four minutes of the story. And we, but we we're trying to hide it because, mm -hmm. you know, with dad, if he notices you're laughing at him, he doesn't know why. Then he'll just say, "What? What is it? What's yeah. so funny?" Yeah, you know. Then he's gets offended. You out. Well, yeah. he was he was actually given the point of the Bible, but so he I, was so into his own study, he wasn't listening to you. No, he wasn't. He doesn't know your story. He whole, still doesn't know your story of Alan Jones. No, the whole he didn't hear it. That's exactly right. Because the whole time I was talking, I, I caught him out of the corner of my eye. I'm talking, but he's looking, searching his thing. He it, he's hearing my womp, my womp, 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 That's what he was hearing. But see, I'm not like that. When I a lot of times when we were in school, they would call me in. They would say, "You don't look like you're paying attention in class." I said, "But I am." But you weren't. Uh, you were asleep. You've already said that with your eyes open. When I was asleep, I was not paying attention. <laughs> you're right. But several times, I would stick my head down on my desk. Yes. And I was listening. I was just listening Thanks. comfortably. <laughs> Jace, there comes a time when you just have to say you're lying about that. No, I would listen. I passed. How can you Thanks pass to me. if you're not uh, Because your older and brother. And, and Missy. Yeah. And Missy. Yeah. I give her credit. You typed up all of his papers and stuff. Yes. She, you typed every, every single letter. thing. Everything. I couldn't yeah. type. And look, well. you don't realize people have no idea. And not to just, you know, back in my day. But like prison school was really hard. I mean, we went, we had two years of study, but you went to school every day. 10 months and it was eight hours a day. So they, they figured it up. If you compare that to college hours, we would have gotten over 200 hours of university level. That's how much time we're in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And you're writing papers for every one of those classes. So, I mean, I, I was either in class or studying or the writing whole papers time. the whole time for two years. Well, I mean, they wouldn't allow you to have a job. 
right. while you were there. And yet I snuck out and worked. I broke the rules oh, of that remember too. I cut firewood. Mm-hmm. I worked I in a, you know what I did, Jess? I worked in Bill Phillips' dad's convenience store at night down on Washington Street mm-hmm. in Balkanville. That's what I was doing to pick up a few extra bucks. Mm-hmm. Plus, we, we started preaching, you know, so we could make a little money. Y'all preached. Did y'all? He preached for what? Sometimes about, what, 100 bucks a week? We'd get that from yeah. from the little country we, churches. We'd right. go you know? through that in about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the gas to get to these little country yeah. churches. Had, we drove know, all the way to Ola, which is yeah, an hour. So I did it long enough to know that. Missy's dream came true. I wasn't going to be a preacher. This is not our dream job. In, in so was established. Y'all were dating, so you would go with him, right? When yeah, were... but we got married the week after y'all graduated, yeah. and so then it was just like, now what? Right. Now, now we got to do this for an actual living. And then they wanted they interned us, you mm-hmm. know, which meant we got about what I guess we were getting for support, maybe a little bump, but it wasn't you got much. Got $800 a month. $800 <laughs> well, they, a month. What was fascinating is they came and recruited me after all this trouble I had caused and I was I shocked. And, and I remember, you know, Carl kept saying, but you got potential. Yeah, he got, he kept saying that. I'm like, just believe in me, not my potential. Cause that's what saying, I got right now. you don't like me right now, but you have potential, but it didn't work out. But I think, Everybody has to figure out God's purpose for them directly, and I did, mm-hmm. which was build duck calls and do other things and then use that as a platform to share Jesus because I really was happy that I learned the ins and outs of the Bible, and it, it brought me some discipline in my life. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thankful for it, but I'm like, no thank you working for an established group because I'm, I'm too much of a troublemaker. I, I can't get along <laughs> with that organization. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I was talked about before, working for the church is really difficult because, I mean, it is just a, you know, there's, there's a political edge to it. There's so much oh, going yeah. on. And the bigger the church, the more in the fishbowl you are. Yeah, I didn't like any any. I, I worked as an intern long enough to say, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. So. so I think we're all grateful now that we can volunteer and you're not tied to a, a paycheck is ministry is a lot more interesting and, and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I should yeah. say, you know, which we got the blessing to be able to do that. Cause it's funny you think about you're right. Miss you live on 800 a month and you're like, man, now you look at it. That's like a light bill. <laughs> I mean, oh. I mean, or, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, and we were living off the whole, yeah. that was the whole enchilada. Mm-hmm. Well, that was several times, you know, in our marriage, I was literally walking. We had one vehicle one there. For, we did too for a period. Yeah. And it just, you know, when you're walking down the side of the road, you're like, <laughs> I need to do something with myself. I was hoping he would get to that point. Yeah. Get there. <laughs> get there. <laughs> Save my money and bought a truck for a grand. Yeah. And it pretty well was worth a grand. Yeah. Well, it was funny because you, you weren't too crazy either about being a preacher's wife, of course. Mm. And, and I wound up, you know, going into it full board so why, why did you not think it was a good idea i think i did not uh, what i considered to be a preacher's wife was a um a meek um mild mild um soft-spoken <laughs> soft-spoken not you, not submissive. quiet <laughs> submissive woman and yeah. i was none of those things and I think also, I at that point in my life, whenever you decided to do that, um, I I didn't know that. I I don't really think that I believe that God could take away my sin. Yeah. That He could see me as a new creature, or that anybody else could see me, you know, as um, a new person in Christ. So I had, I, I think I allowed Satan to, you know, tell me that it wasn't possible that I wasn't preacher wife material, you know, so you always felt, you've done too much. You know, you can't be forgiven of all this stuff. You didn't feel time. like you belonged in the club, right? No. And you looked mm-hmm. at women we were around at that time was, you know, Margaret Smith and Barbara mm-hmm. Allison. And I mean, ladies, we great women. Then you're just yeah. like, mm-hmm. how could I ever compare with these people? And Missy's mom, yeah, you know, Peggy, Peggy right. you know, she was. So, yeah, I, I never I just I didn't feel worthy of mm-hmm. the calling. I think it's interesting as we kind of share that time in our life, all four of us, that, you know, how God can take us at such a young, immature age with our immature thoughts of why we don't want to be a part of something, do it anyway, and then bless us along the way to where now that's all I want to do is talk about Jesus to people and try to convince them to 
see who he is and try to fall in love with him and, and let him lead you. And so before it was just like, I don't want to do, I mean, I love God, but I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to put myself out there, yeah, you know, you especially looking, for no money. It's all perspective. So let's take our first break. So I should have asked mom on the last podcast about dad's underwear because, you know, we're always saying. Mm, glad you didn't. Because <laughs> well, he said, I mean, as I said, dad, how do you get your underwear? He says, I have no idea. They just show up in a drawer. Yeah. And so, and mom has been buying them all these years. I'm trying to get him to try. He says he hasn't gotten a, cop, a, a pair, but I've given him some Tommy John underwear. Uh, you got some, yeah, and, and you can awesome. agree they are yeah, awesome they, underwear. The best you can ever have. They've have over 15 million pairs sold uh, across America. So that shows you that other people love them as well. But they've got a best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. So if you don't love them, you can send them back. I don't know if that I don't know what they'll do with them, but you can do that. But you you will love them. Trust me. Uh, they say they're a high end for your rear end which is a pretty good ad, I guess. So check these guys out. Uh, you get 20% off your first order when you go to tommyjohn.com slash Phil. So go to tommyjohn.com slash Phil and see their site for details. So since we're there, I want to ask you both about this because uh, I, I observed something in both of y'all's life and where we are now. So you guys were in Austin for a while We've got a place down in Gulf Shores, and uh, uh, you both got super involved in in your community, meaning, I mean, literally your neighborhood community, in spiritual ways to help people. So describe mm -hmm. that a little bit, both of you, kind of how that came to be and how different that was from us being here our whole lives and obviously connected to the church. I mean, we've done ministry, whether we were paid to do it or not, but it's a different feeling and when you go into this new area where you don't know people. And yet you get to know them in the opportunity. So talk a little bit about that. Well, for me, um, you know, we went to for a reason to help Mia with school and, and, and being close to her family, her cousins. And so I found myself with a lot of time on my hands and I'm not used to that. And after, you know, binging Netflix and all that, when she'd go to school, I thought this is not what I want to do. I know I'm here for her and try to help her, but I, I got to do something too. And I think um, we can all say for most of our lives that we've been very active in ministry of some sort. And it, it always, almost always involves people in our home. So, um, of course, Jessica was right around the corner from me, which was great. And then I met, uh, had, I have a friend that lives about 10 minutes away that had invited me to one of her child's birthday parties. So then I got to meet a couple other women there and we started talking and um, my friend Jenna said, you know, have you thought about maybe starting a ladies Bible study? And I thought, uh, yeah, to quote Phil. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hey, we, had a, we had a Phil impersonation. That's pretty good. It's good. So, right? you know, Give I'm, that a nine point. That was really good. Yeah. But my thought was, I don't want to go in and just like start pushing myself on people. I don't want to, you know, it's just not really my personality. I, I want, I want Jesus to lead the way. Yeah. And I'd already been praying about what to do, what to do. And so she said, you know, you can bring Jessica and I can bring my friend Jackie. It's like, this is a great idea. Yes. So I called Jace that night and super excited about it. Like, what should I do? He said, I would start with John. You don't know where these women are coming from spiritually. The book of John. The book of John. Yeah. Start with the book of John. And I have always been involved in Bible studies that either I created or would go to where it was prepared. So if you watch a video or you read a book or you just sit and listen to someone ask you questions that you have the answers to or, you know, et cetera. And I thought, you know, I think we should just read. Let's just read a couple of chapters a week and discuss, which was kind of nerve wracking for me because when I when they came to the house, I had nothing written on a piece of paper. And yeah. that's not like me. Right. So I was like, let's just let's just read it. What what did you get out of that? And that turned that Bible study turned into an amazing experience, not just for those women, but for me. Yeah. And when we finished that book of John, it was around the holidays and we said, let's just keep going. Let's just go into Acts. And so I will say that every week, every Tuesday night at 630, those women were at my house. I was the only one without little kids. <laughs> so mine was like a, just kind of a, a more peaceful place. Yeah. 
And um, every Tuesday night, we ended up growing closer to each other and growing closer to Jesus and understanding what he's about. And I honestly fell more in love with Jesus during this last year of this quietness that I had, this what do I do? I have time on my hands. I think God used that peacefulness, that quietness, even that loneliness sometimes to grow me and then to also impact others. And so right before we left Austin, we had a community event that these women and I discussed and said, let's just share what we've learned with the community of Austin. So we rented out one of the theaters there close by in our neighborhood and invited, invited South Austin. And we had a number of women show up and tears and prayers. And it was, it was amazing. Right. Yeah. Cause Jace told us about it. Talked a little bit about it on the podcast. Yeah. Wow. She was, was. Yeah. And, and, you know, I wasn't there a whole lot because my resp- I had responsibilities here. Yep. But because a lot of people, you would think, you know, I told this story before, but I remember telling a guy, I think it was on the golf course, you know, that I had a house in Austin, you know, but I was here and my wife's there. And he's like, well, I'm so sorry, you know. I'm like, <laughs> well, no. It, it, and I kept trying to explain. He's, yeah, I get it. You know, <laughs> I thought, oh, well, because they just, you would think that would never work course we were doing it for our daughter too and we had jeff and jessica there but you know we're, we're busy somebody's done a facebook message to lisa because we're similar and said or, or did you and al split up oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like no 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 we're, we're good <laughs> but i did the same thing i mean i was supporting missy uh you know in her venture and like when i would come down a few times she would have their husbands come and so we would do an event together right. but you know we've just learned i think since we're not preachers, like in an organization, I mean, I, I base my ministry on the book of John, how Jesus interacted with people. He would always go out where they were and have these conversations that yep. seem small, but then it develops into a bigger conversation and then sparks or, mm-hmm. you know, I think about that woman at the well, she wound up being the spokesman for the whole town and it all started from just one conversation. And I think he did that in Austin through those women and we try to do that just in our normal lives. I always think about that obscure passage that Jesus said over and over and over that said, he who has ears, let him hear, which nobody ever talks about what that means. But it's like he was just talking about whoever it is, wherever you are. Right. And uh, my opening line in all my speeches is, you know, I know I look like a preacher, but I'm actually a believer. They, you know, they laugh because I don't look like a preacher, but I do think, God has chosen us in this way to be real and not just on Sunday. These are house gatherings and and just talking about Jesus. So that's basically what we do together. Well, also, it's not just about Jesus because you want to come to Jesus and you want people to come to Jesus. But why does Jesus want us? He loves us. He created us. And he wants us to be together as a community and as a family of believers. And so that's also what happened during that those months in my living room and on my back porch is we became a Jesus community. And they, these women, these women are going to be friends for the rest of my life. I mean, they're amazing. We still talk almost, I mean, every week for sure. We have a group text message. We're checking on each other. And I forget that. I forget all of that. You know, during Duck Dynasty, things have changed because of Duck Dynasty and people's perception of us have changed because of that. But these women, they didn't they didn't care about all that. Yep. And I love that because they love me for who I am, flaws and all. We talked about mistakes and flaws and failures, and they they're there. And that I'm like, that that's exactly what Jesus created us to do and to be together and i found that in austin now now that we're not going to be back i'm I'm really missing them like that was the best part of the whole move was finding them yeah so i I, babe i think that's kind of i mean our experience was similar because like you said when you're when you work for the church and especially if you're the main person the main guy then people bring people to you I mean, that's what happened, problems, you know, marital problems. And then, you know, we've been open about our struggles. But in this case, we went in and nobody knew who we were either. I mean, they found out who we were connected to. But so we were meeting them. We were just walking around our neighborhood 
And in our neighborhoods, about half of it is sort of semi-retirees and, you know, people. And so everybody's out working in their yard and everybody stops and talks to one another. So that's how you meet people. And we just started walking around and meeting people. And it was amazing just because, again, conversations seasoned with grace and salt, how much they picked up on there's something different about these. I mean, like they knew immediately there was something different about us. And then it didn't take long before those began to bear fruit in terms of a lot of deeper conversations, people sharing their hearts and stuff like that. I mean, what, what, what has been your, let's take a break. Missy offered to cut my hair the other night and it turned into a point of conflict. (laughs) Why am I not surprised? She's like, I don't think I have the skills. And I said, no one will notice. (laughs) Well, you told the story recently about hanging by your hair in a thicket. So, you know, that happened. I know. I I thought I wasn't going to make it. Well, one of our uh, long term um, sponsors, Keeps.com, when people are going to them, they're not having the hanging in the uh, thicket hair problem like you are, Jess. But a lot of guys have male pattern baldness issues, and we understand that. And so this company has, uh, has come up with a way to treat that. And so they help you keep what hair you have. So if you're beginning to lose it, you need to get a hold of these guys, go to their website. They're going to ask you some questions and, and take care of you. So the, the way you want to check them out is go to keeps.com slash door for 50% off your first order of hair loss treatments. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash door. And check them out and save your hair. You know, they found out who we were. Um, so then, you know, that kind of went around the neighborhood. But um, what I think most is once once they found out that you were a preacher, then it was like, oh, well, can you start a church here? You know, we really haven't found a place that we wanted to settle in. A lot so, of that bad church experiences, yeah, too, you know. Yeah, so can you just start a church here? And we're like, Al's like, no, I, I have a church I'm in already working. I'm working, my, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm working myself to death free for a church already. So how we started out was we just started having different ones into our home to have dinner with us yep. and to have conversation. And uh, we would give them all a copy of our book yep. and um, – when we had when we lived in the condo, we had a little um, couple uh, that was in the condo area with us. So when we decided to move, they decided to move with us. So they moved right next door to us. And they were next um, door to us in the condo. Yeah. Condo. And so, we, I mean, we were we had talked to both of them, but yeah. we were just kind of beginning. It's not like we were, you know, instant best friends, but we liked each other. Yeah. And they were like, we don't want to stay here if y'all want to be here. So they <laughs> they they bought a house yeah. next to us in the neighborhood. And 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 Mike and Malia now are um very special to us. Yeah. Um, um Malia is um um she has done everything in her life. I say when I grow up I want to be like you, Malia. Um but she's just um she's a genuine person mm-hmm. and she loves us and and so does her family. But um you know, whenever whenever you meet somebody, you never know what their struggle is because everybody has one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you get to talking to somebody, you learn what their struggle is. Sometimes you've been through that struggle. Sometimes you haven't. But I think as Christians, God always gives us the answer, no matter if you've been through it or not. He always gives you the answer to tell someone as to, you know, maybe not how to fix it, but how to overcome it. Yeah. Um, and, and how to rise above it. And so that's kind of what you and I've been doing as far as the, um, having people in and, um, you know, our first time that we, um, had a couple in, we had two couples in and, uh, you know, halfway through our meal, one of them, you know, just started crying, you know, sharing stuff stuff about, about, you know, things going on. So, um, and she, what got me was, she felt safe enough the first time we had her in our home to share with us some of the really tough stuff she's been dealing with this last year. And I thought, man, what a, what a humbling thing that someone's willing to share something that deep, you know, even though we'd known them and talked to them around the neighborhood, we'd never really had a deep conversation. And the minute we went there, she felt safe enough, you know, and she said, we, we, and her husband was there. We haven't told anybody this, not even our families. Here's some of the things we've been struggling with. So I, I just I felt like that yeah. was a humbling opportunity, and I thought, you know, God has us here for that purpose. Like mm-hmm. you said, I mean, it's a time of 
difficulty because it's hard to be apart when we're apart, you know. But then at the same time, God can do so much, you know, with the time that you have yeah. together. I had one thing that um, Jason and I both spoke separately at, at a little church in Austin when we were there. Oh, and that was that was one fun. Of, yeah, I forgot about one that. One of the things that I said, you know, sometimes you have your speech prepared or, you know, we kind of ad lib a lot when we speak. But one thing I said, and I heard myself say it and had to say it again, was I said, sometimes I said, the reason that I'm here may not be the reason that I'm supposed to be here. And I was like, let me, let me, let me think about that again. The reason that I'm here may not be the, the, the reason that I was supposed to be here because the reason we came was different from, I feel like, the reason that God used me and the way that God used me. So we might have our will and our desire and our plan, but then let's be open and make sure right. that God is leading us the whole way because he will most likely have something way bigger in mind for that's us. Right. And that's what happened with us in Austin. Well, it's like when Missy said that about not having any notes or anything written on the paper. You're, you're in your house. It's not maybe a Monday night or a Wednesday night. Or, well, I do the same thing in my speeches. Because I've always been kind of shy about speaking, which, you know, I was confident when I went to the, the school, they helped me with confidence. But I don't use notes because I view it the same way she does is I'm just trying to introduce the Lord. Mm -hmm. And when y'all were talking, you know, y'all, y'all's speech is incredible when y'all do a marriage seminar right. or whatever, because you're vulnerable and open. And I think that's why people do show up at your house and I think just start, right. you know, unveiling all these, these secrets. But it reminds me of that Colossians 3, at the end, he talked about, you know, at the first he starts talking about set your mind on things above where, where the Lord is. And he gets to the end, he talks about all the relationships, how husbands and wives and children and parents and social classes. And then he's like, whatever you do, you work at it with all your heart as to the Lord, not for men. And really, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, when you think about our show, our little duck show that came out, people were they thought they were drawn to us because we were having fun and doing all these crazy things, but it was really to the Lord in yeah, us that's right. on how we get along. And that's when they hear us speak, that's what we do. And we're doing the same thing maybe with our new show, which Missy's going to be a part of today. Are you, are you nervous about that? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is kind of interesting, Missy, because I, and I didn't know that you and Jessica were going to be like, do anything with it. I we didn't either. Yeah. I think well. this is evolving because I don't know about say either. Yeah. But yeah. so, so, but it's, but it's, I want to get your take on it. Cause really you are the reason that JC even got into treasure. Hunt because if you hadn't, a, if you hadn't, oh, a no, one, am I, am I supposed to take this responsibility? <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Babe, you made a, which I told you about posting things on social media. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what are, what are y'all attributing this to? There was, this no, all I, got started over that one post. I was down in the yard and I, you didn't say, hey, babe, I'm fixed to take a picture of you in a vulnerable position. Oh, the one where really you're digging wasn't. in the front yard the, at the plantation? That one? Yeah. Well, that was my, my point was that you wanted to, to, do, to redo the plantation and y'all bought it. Yeah. Into a bed and breakfast. Right. But if you hadn't had that desire, you wouldn't have opened up the opportunity for him to ever get into treasure. Because that's really what started, right? You thought, I'm going to be well, out here. She posted, and I don't want to be doing bed and breakfast, so I, I need something to do. Well, that's, I got out there, and she was like, there's an old house out here in, in Logtown where no one lives anymore. That's true. <laughs> no one's there. It's not a town anymore. No. It's it literally surrounded town, by yeah. fields. Yeah. 200 years ago. And this this old place is out there, Mrs. Like, because she likes to take old, rough looking things and refine it, right? Which is why she married me. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I could smell that one. You still got some work to do there, Missy. I guess this is a lifelong She's project. She's just in denial about her gold digger tendencies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's got you digging yeah. for gold. Yeah, yeah. You're actually I'm out the here. gold digger, really. <laughs> she's out there, and I'm out there with a with a hole dug, and I'm looking. Well, she was driving by on her way out, and she took a picture of me and put on social media. He's always hunting something. Well, that's true. It was true. It was genius. <laughs> <laughs> And that one picture launched where now this has become real. There are cameras back in the yard. Yep. Here, let's go find something. Mm -hmm. But every time camera crews show up, they can't help it. 
because they look over there and they're like, oh, that's your wife. <laughs> like, like you didn't know it. Right. I mean, but they just can't help it. They got to <laughs> dig into another why, step. how did this happen? Yeah. It's a miracle. <laughs> She's a gold digger or whatever. And then they want to interview her and say, well, how did Jace get started? And yeah, there they, they can't help it. They just got to. Next Pick thing you know, they're going to keep going. Let's take another break. So Missy may have been the initiator, but then Unashamed Nation is now the ones that, because we asked, yeah. Jace asked him, he was like, do we do this or not? Because yeah. if you say no, if you say this is a bad idea, we're not. Well, doing- I mean, think about it. Do you want to follow somebody around and watch them beep, beep, beep? <laughs> I mean, how? How interesting is that? So I was like, I, I mean, a show about that? I don't know about that. But I mean, they I don't know do. They I, just, I get it. But they followed look, around me for four here's days. The reason. Literally. Look, here's the reason. They're not following around you because you're beeping machine. They're following around you because you're in, enigmatic on TV. Oh, just like you are word. here. It's the same thing. So like for the, for, the, for the podcast. What did you just <laughs> call me? Enigmatic. I, mean, you can, I know what it means. Let's let Jason go oh to gosh. Google. Okay. You should Google it. I mean, if you want to call me a name, wait till we get home. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the definition. Look it up, babe. What's it say? To, I would agree. He's difficult to interpret or understand. Mysterious. There you go. They want to try to figure you out. The they was, still do not have you word. figured he out. took the money with an enigmatic <laughs> smile. There you go. Hey, you're so mysterious. <laughs> not sure to, that was a they've been trying to figure out Jason's dynasty. They want to figure right. it out. So with Jeff, I think I think it's gonna be great because I I told actually the one of the producers I said this is gold because Jace, you never know what you're gonna get. Jeff is laid back but super funny. Jeff is super funny. Is I funny. have to admit those four days of filming, Jeff did. A lot of really stuff that made me laugh, and I thought it was just because I hadn't seen him in a while. Well, as a, as but, a brother, you know, and we're all close in different ways. We all have different relationships with each other, but I mean, that was my actually one of my favorite aspects of the idea of the show was because Jason Jeff have gotten close over doing this mm-hmm. together. Yeah, because they never were that close. Well, I, mean, I got him involved. I'm close to Jeff yeah. because I'm like a uncle almost like a dad because you know we we've helped them and worked with them and stuff well i got i got drew into this because of murray who has become one of my best friends but he was going through cancer and he was a metal detector and i knew nothing about it and he taught me everything i know but i was trying to help a friend out because he was like that's the only thing keeping me alive he actually said that wow then he's like can i come hunt your yard what am i gonna say he just said it was the only thing keeping him alive. He's pretty Can smart. I, no, I hope you die. Yeah. You know? I was like, boy, boy, that's quite a line there, Murray. Yeah, come on over and find this old junk in my yard. But then he started finding cool stuff. And the more, look, I I, I went to the Bible and studied how many times it's, it, it talks about God comparing finding us as lost and the reason and Jesus yeah. Yeah, hung out with the riffraff, and there's so much about treasure and where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. Mm-hmm. And it, I just, I thought, you know what? I mean, this may sound coy, but I thought if the, there's that much in there about the Bible and how it yeah. relates, I'm going to go give this a try. But, you know, like that's an analogy because, you know, God and Jesus are using those stories as an analogy mm-hmm. to what the real treasure is. And so that's yeah. why when we started talking about how to do this, I was like, it's it's got to be, you know, for a better li- lack of a better word, deeper than just finding the treasure in the ground. Right. Like, mm-hmm. let's find out, like, wh- the treasure is there because somebody made it for a certain purpose hundreds years of years ago or whatever. And then let's see, what does the, the people, what were they doing during that time and how were they living? What were their relationships like and what was going on here? And, and then to maybe be able to flesh that out a little bit and try to get those relationships to be honored and that time in history to be honored for the good. Right. Without yeah. ignoring the bad, because right. there's some bad history we all know, but how? Where, what's a way that we can do that? And I, I love that. That's why I love the place that we bought, because yeah. it was built in 1847 yeah. by hand. So you're digging in the yard, and I'm looking at the the hand sawn boards and everything that's going on inside the house because I think those are beautiful. And I want to see, like, what was going on here? I would love to know what was going on here. What was the family doing? And so I think that both of those aspects on a show 
are going to be amazing. Well, and I was yeah. I was very encouraging to Jace about it because one of the things the struggles was, and Zach and I talked a lot about it was, you know, people are trying to erase history now. We don't mm-hmm. want to talk about history. But I was I was just the opposite. I said, well, th- we need a show like we need to make let's make history great again. You yeah. know, <laughs> I mean, that, let's let's talk about it honestly and openly, but let's not try to destroy mm-hmm. our well, past. You yeah, know? that's and how I'm, we. I'm going to use the bad things in the past because we've already found some things that you're like, oh, what do you say about that? You know, I found a a bullet, uh, you know, from the Civil War. And I, I just said, because honestly, when I see that, my first thought is, I believe all people are valuable. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's a reminder to me yeah. to look at things through a spiritual lens. What's crazy about this is while we were talking, Jep just sent me this picture because I guess they're filming out at our house. Uh, are they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, hey, I just found this in your yard. So I, I'm not sure what that is. It's but like it, a finial or something from yeah, the bedpost? It was, it was, yeah, it was like some piece of wow. front hole. And I don't know how I could have missed that because I've hunted my yard a hundred times. <laughs> well, we well, said well, a little change in the earth. You never know what happened. A little rain, a little. That's pretty awesome, though. Because, you know, well, that's probably handmade. Well, it makes me made. mad because I thought I was expert. And Jelp, <laughs> look, has become known there, here's as... Here's another element of the show. The old, yeah. green, well, the old green-eyed monsters come I tell up. you this. I mean, Jelp has become the newbie of the show. And look, not by design. He just... Because wherever he goes, he finds junk and nothing of value. So I'm shocked <laughs> that he's actually found something that's cool. One yeah. man's one yeah. man's junk's another man's treasure. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. We got to we got to see that in the interview. That's right. Let's uh, let's take our last break. So in this last segment, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. One is you guys are going to be. Jason mentioned you guys are going to be grandparents, mm-hmm. uh, which yes. is super exciting. to talk about that. Oh yeah, I would so, love to Jace, talk about that. They are the grandest things that you will ever have. Grandkids oh, I agree. are the grandest. I'm excited the about that. It just it's a little weird to deal with being old. <laughs> so, no, you just embrace, embrace it. it. This is yeah. I, this is what I'm looking forward to in growing old is having the grandkids for sure. So our our oldest granddaughter is is here. She's Carly's watching today and she's 15. And so I tell you the first one, this will be your oldest, okay. will pretty much set the pace for everybody going forward because mm-hmm. they get that first, it depends on how many years there are in between them. They they'll call you the first thing. And so mm-hmm. have y'all thought you about your name? Have you them. thought about what you want to be called? Because I, I think it's, you know, it, it may not happen. We well, had they, a few suggestions. Yeah. Like about rock. I, I would, what? Call me rock. Rock. <laughs> I'll be a rock. Papa rock. No, just rock. <laughs> As in dumbass. <laughs> Alan, <laughs> I thought I was the only one that said stuff like that. Well, I mean, I just, where, I mean, where did that come from? Rock, rock. Like, hey, you, rock. You, now look, this is not going to work if you ask Carly, my. Carly's rolling over. Here. If you ask my opinion, what I want to be called, I gave it, and then you just destroy. I'm saying, what do you want to be called? That was the first thing that popped like in my the head. Rock. Like, the rock, like the got, rock. No rock. He's there's pretty. already the rock has the rock. I'm just rock. So what is your name? Would you be roll? What do you want? Yeah, what do you? Well, do you want to hear my explanation? Hey, here's my grandparents. Rock and roll. Will you let my? I think that's awesome. That's pretty good. Rock and roll. It used to be. I was saying Howard. So there you go. The kid will need some some kind of sustainability in their life, and I'm offering to try to be a rock to this kid. I think that they'll be laughed at at school. (laughs) I don't think that that is very. What are you talking about? They're only my granddad rock. You have a granddad? You have a rock for a granddad? Like, yes. He's no. so solid. Yeah. He's that's it. Oh god. That's it. Oh god. I didn't uh, know this was gonna be such a shock for you, but yeah. really? you go. all right. Really? Well what do you so what did you have in mind? I, I mean, I didn't have anything in I'm sure mind. You weren't but thinking maybe rock, I should but... be really prepared for this because mm-hmm. I don't like the way this is going. Um Reed and Brighton don't they're they're like, We don't know we don't know. What what do you want to be called? So I don't I don't I don't know. So what do you I, I suggest rock until I hear a better idea. Well, <laughs> You I, can be roll. I, I like that. Why don't we ask the unashamed, unashamed nation what unashamed they nation. think? Well, we, mm-hmm. yeah, we need your suggestions. Yeah. So, I, look, I'll be honest. I don't think Memo and Pepal are going to fly. So what do your kids call Oh, that's parents? what y'all are talking about? You want a version of that? Yeah, that everybody does that. <laughs> 
Jace, what? Jace wants to be unique is what he's saying. I want to be unique because I don't want to be in a restaurant or someone say, say mamma and like eight women turn around. <laughs> Neither do I, but so, <laughs> if they say rock, okay, you're so the wait, only what one. Are y'all, gonna... What what are y'all called? What are y'all called? We're ma'am and pap. Ma'am, ma'am. That's right. Ma'am and pap. And pap. pap. Well. And I don't know that we didn't come up. Did we come up with that? That came from Swiss, Swiss Family Robinson. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know that. There's... It was a show. Don't oh. ask about any kind of wholesome thing on TV. He doesn't know any about anything about the Jace, you are I... not that much younger than me. You are you implying watched. that I only watch unwholesome no, shows? Uh, that, no, but that's all that was on back then. You didn't watch TV at all. So Thank don't, you don't bring for that up clarification. all of that. Yeah. Don't bring up a wholesome show. He knows <laughs> nothing about that. Yeah. Like, he only what? watches trash. <laughs> I didn't watch anything. That's if it didn't come from Josie Wales or one of those is what she meant. I don't know, yeah. Al. We only I, had I mean, three I, channels. So, so what do they I'm call just, your well, parents? Well, I'm just going to say one comment about your name because I worked at the woman's clinic for 12 years, and I don't think I could affectionately call anyone Pat. <laughs> as long as you leave the smear off, well, we're all here's good. Here's what you should have done. <laughs> <laughs> when they called you ma'am, they should have just called you sir. Oh, yeah. Ma'am and sir. Ma'am and sir. That's, that's respectful. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rock roll. No, it's no, not that no, bad. Ma'am no. and mister. <laughs> Ma'am and Mister. No. Right. So, what do they call? What do your kids call your parents? Uh, Mimi and Poppy. Mimi and Poppy. Okay, there's a Poppy, and they, yeah. it's Mamo K and did Papa I, Phil. Mamo K and Papa Phil. Mimi and Poppy. Yes, you did. Know that. <laughs> oh, good oh, lord! Hopefully, you knew that. <laughs> good night. Your kids are. I'm not. Your kids a big are grown. Name. Let's come up with. Give everybody a name. Is this what people do? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to call you Jace. You asked. I gave you mine. I'm sticking <laughs> yeah. to it to love. All right, so Unashamed Nation. Since what about Rock and Pearl? Love it. Rock and Pearl. I like that. She's a pearl and you're a rock. Yeah, that's kind of treasury. And a metal detective. Metal detective. You may have embraced this time of your life. It's so it's al at restorationproductions.net. Send me your suggestions. Oh, we'll, boy. We'll talk about it. We also things. still need a name for the show. And Missy said, quit worrying about it. People will come up with it, but and we got a lot of names that we did were very creative, and interesting. But they were they just, looked into them, they were either copyrighted yeah. or they didn't like them, yeah. or they don't like if they say it's too on the nose, like they don't like that, like it's catchy or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I tried no. lot last podcast because I thought that name I came up with was awesome, but no one likes it but me. What was that? What oh was no, oh, dirt no. bags. No, yeah, no, no, that's not that's not no. what about treasure dirt treasure? bags meet rock. You know. Well, I thought it should be. <laughs> A depiction of us. You're a dart yeah. bag? <laughs> That's what Dad said. Yes. Dad said the exact same thing. Because before I came to Jesus, I'm technically a dart bag. Since I learned metal detecting from Jesus, I'm like, he turns the dirt bag into a new creation. Also, a second meaning to that is we dig in the dirt and we're looking for bags of gold. This is the subtitle under the show, what he just said. Yeah, so, so much for the it's catchy like title. Essay. And, and it I want people of the world who are not believers to watch. So I think they would be more willing to watch something called Dirt Bag than Holy Rollers. Well, who said naming it Holy, Holy Rollers? Rollers. I'm just using that for an illustration. <laughs> Rock and rollers, yeah. All right, so we only got a couple of minutes left, Missy, um, but you and I talked about this, so I want to mention it. Uh, last month was Cleft and Cranial Facial Awareness Month. Mm. So tell us, give us a little update on Mia Moo, kind okay. of how things are going. I, I always like to let the audience to. know about this that. Is, this, this has really grown over the past year, even through the pandemic and all. It's been quite shocking. So thank you, everyone, for donating and for buying the products and all of that, because um, we have been able to help with if when we send our next check, it's going to go over five hundred thousand dollars is what we've been able to help families with since we started. And we're having our Mia Moo Fun Day this October. We couldn't do it last year because of the coronavirus. But the families were just really asking, please, they need it so bad. Yeah. They need that camaraderie, that encouragement. They need other people to to face-to-face with them, understanding what they go through every day. Yeah. So we're doing that this October. So please, you know, I'm, I'm asking people, I'm not, I'm not ashamed, go to <laughs> miamu.org because it really is changing the way that this is being um, perceived 
that it's not just a once and you're done kind of surgery situation. And then, of course, we've learned now with the 17-year-old, about to be 18-year-old daughter who was born with this, that there's so many emotional factors that go through. They go through, especially a girl. But we want to be there for those families emotionally. And so that's what really this fun day is about. It's expensive. We pay for their hotel. We pay for their food. We pay for all the activities that we do. But that this is a place where they can come here in West Monroe and we can just love on them and make them feel like you don't have to think about your cleft this time because everybody here is just like you and you don't stick out. You're not different. Um, and I, the, we've had two so far and I was nervous about this, but I wanted to try it was a time where just the parents were able to share. So the kids are out playing, had some activities with some people who were, you know, we had nurses there, everything in case something happened. So we said, let's just all the adults get together in the living room and discuss some things. And I was nervous about it. But it ended up being their favorite thing that wow. they had the entire weekend was that one hour of just the adults sharing together. Yeah. Tears and laughter and whew, we got into medical care personnel. And oh, I mean, yeah. it was just like, oh, that time that and it was like you bond, you bond. over yeah, well, all We had talked about earlier community. This is a community. Yes. It's its own community. Mm, yes. So a lot of people have prayed for me. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about JST, especially going through the surgery within this past year. So they ask about her all the time. So how's mm-hmm. she doing physically? Is physically, the, she's doing great. She hasn't gotten all of her feeling back in her chin. So right. some of those nerves are the last to heal. Yeah. And that was such a major surgery yeah. that she's still, uh, you know, every once in a while I'll say, you've got, you've got something on your bottom lip. She's like, oh, I can't feel it. You know, she'll yeah. wipe it off. But um, it's slow. It's a slow process because this was such an intensive surgery but she's doing fabulous. She's Good, doing yeah. wonderful, Good. wonderful. Well, I know a lot physically. of you ask, and because I see a lot of emails and, of course, there, our staff and crew do a good job of letting you guys know, but it's always good to hear from you because mm-hmm. they're asking, you know, how that goes. So well, that's great. So so now you know how to to uh, look at that. For, if you want to help out, we would love for you to be able to do that yes. as well. We're out of time. That went by fast. That mm-hmm. was fun. It's always good to have <laughs> the ladies on. I was uh, t- saying this with Mom and Aunt Amber on our, our our uh, female audience is really growing because I get I'm getting about as many emails now from ladies as I am from men. So we appreciate you guys, and I know you really like it when you hear the women's perspective, especially since we tell all the stories. <laughs> we got to come. Me and Kay's got to come back on and talk about our book. We are. We're going to do that. Uh, they have a new book coming out, so I'm excited about that. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll. Next time, Ladies' Day, we'll talk about Sister Roar. Well, we may write a book about being grandparents when that happens. We're going to call it Rock and Roll. (laughs) Oh, God. Here we go. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.